Hello, welcome to Solomon's Temple. This episode, I'm just gonna let the episode roll. I'm not gonna do anything. I'm not going to edit anything or stop or think about what I'm gonna say. I'm just gonna start saying things just because, just to see what happens. I um, don't even know what to say right now because I'm thinking about what I'm gonna say, but I didn't come in thinking about anything, which is weird. I'm thinking about thinking and how when I try to do something even though I don't have a plan to do it, like I'm trying to do it right off the, uh, right from the hip. I can't really do it. Like, okay, I'm shooting from the hip. Now let's do it. I can't do it. But if I actually shoot from the hip and stop trying to think about anything I'm going to say, then maybe I can start saying something. Then maybe if it just roll, rolls out, it'll just happen. Maybe if I just try to not try. Do you ever uh, have something happen like at the, uh, maybe you dream only one dream and it's very short. It's just a little something like maybe you'll see something or an image or maybe something's written on a piece of paper that says something and, and all of a sudden like what'll happen throughout the day will sort of match or thematize on whatever you saw or whatever message came forth from that night's sleep. It's just, you'll just ruminate on that or you, just the theme of the day is, it seems almost like the, the image or message that was shown to you in your dream, the rest of the day is there to kind of point out things that somehow belong to that category. I don't know, or maybe your mind's just mapping on to, or is just suggesting that you look for things that, that you saw in your dream because you remember it, it was imp impressioned into you, and then you just, you go around looking for it or something. But isn't that weird that, I mean, is, is it that way where you just, your brain just just looks at it that way? Or you just kind of find it out because it's almost like your brain was telling you something and then it wants to keep showing you it, like in order to take you through something. Or, or I don't know, or maybe like the life story is trying to show you something and your brain knows what it is going to tell you. And then as you go along, whether you're aware of it or not, that thematic happens throughout the day or whatever. I've had things in dreams or not even in dreams, but just in daydreams, just in your imaginative musings, just going along. Like I had it where, you know, someone was over in a certain location, like maybe my grandpa was over here, and then I walked up and I said something, and then something along the lines of, of something was said, and then it happens. Like you just think of, of those things th like before they happen, and then all of a sudden the situation arises, and then it kind of unfolds like in a similar way. It's almost like you're just daydreaming, but it's almost like something slips into your mind before it happens. Like, but maybe like in your mind, you know, your, <laughs> the mind that was in the past was really in the future. And then you got a hold of that future, daydreamt it up. And then as you were going along, it just happens to you as if your brain really, what's weird is I get the impression that somehow my being, my total being is already aware of itself all the way out. Like something having to do with prophecy. I believe in prophecy. I just believe that, or I don't believe, I feel like I know that there is a part of our being and our mind that has already lived our entire life, like a, or an eternal recurrence. Like almost as if, if the whole universe started over again, it would just replay itself or something. Like everything's set in order and just, it just goes as it goes. Everything, everything in existence happens as it does and it just goes as it goes. I don't know if that comforts me. Like, would I mash my teeth at the demon that spoke thus? <laughs> Quoting Nietzsche. I don't know. Maybe that's comforting. I kind of feel like that's... Because you know how people have fates. 
they just, just like, oh my gosh, how could I wind up on the street? Like, that would be awful. There's so many homeless people. And there's people that are addicted to smack. And there's other people that lose their families. Like, maybe most of them died in the war. And then the husband died of tuberculosis. Or you, you know, maybe, you know, someone got sexually assaulted. It's like, for no reason. That's just a good person. Hasn't harmed anybody. Hasn't even caused anyone much trouble at all just really good people sometimes they just they attract really bad people i don't know it seems like bad people would just want to mess around with bad people and do bad things to them and i think maybe that is a lot of the case maybe we uh put our chips more into the stories that are really heartbreaking like this good person this good person that shouldn't have had that happen it happened to them ah how could that be um and then we look at that and go, why does this happen to good people? It's like, well, it does because, you know, the odds are that something's going to happen. You know, something's, there's all these dark demons and monsters and insanity. I think there's more insanity than, than monstrous things and demons and, and stuff like that. And the corruptibility of, of the matter, it's more along the lines of just insanity and, and maybe just ignorance. I consider ignorance as kind of like evil, I guess. And insanity is kind of like an ignorance, but it's more of like a calculated ignorance. It's like it thinks it knows itself, but it's like a very dark knowing. It's a dark sense of being. And I think it's maybe just born a lot out of trauma, but I don't want to make it seem innocent. It's also kind of like a, an element of, of neglect and just poor life management, I guess. And it's out of our control, too. People don't really want to be depressed or insane or even ignorant or wrong. Um, in any domain, and of course we all are wrong in some sense, but doesn't it occur to you that you sense pain and you don't want someone to inflict pain on you for no good reason, so of course you wouldn't inflict pain on someone for no good reason, and we think to ourselves, why is this person inflicting so much physical or emotional or mental pain on me for no reason? But I think in essence, maybe there is no reason, but it's just they think they have one. Maybe they're ignorant or maybe they're a little bit insane. It's not up to us to determine, I guess, either way how that's supposed to go. But it is obvious that any sane person going along in existence isn't just going to come up to someone walking along the sidewalk, them stick their hand up at you and say hi, and then you just come up to them and judo throw them onto the ground. It wouldn't be appropriate. It wouldn't make any sense. Actions, let's see, people do actions that are kind of appalling, but it's never out of something that isn't stirring their conscious being into some you know fantastic state you know that somehow makes sense to them that's the thing it's like maybe our perception of other people in certain instances is like i don't know we mash our our, our teeth and, and and clench our fists at certain people you know certain people at, who knows maybe it's just what you see on the news or <laughs> or uh I don't know, it could just be the person in the car next to you that's bothering you, but it just seems like um, there's just so, it seems so self-evident to everyone that we want to be treated in a very specific kind of way. Behaviorally, it would seem that without beating around the bush and getting mixed up in all of our stuff, the stuff we can't understand, maybe our relationships or how we relate to reality, in a greater sense, or in some sort of karmic sense that's going around, some greater scheme, I don't know. <clears throat> but it seems to me that everyone is on, or can be, on a similar track. That there's um, 
We can't be beyond frustration when, when I say everyone needs to be loved. Everyone feels the warmth of friendship and the embrace of mom, the good parts of life, even, you know, humility, um, these, these energetic things that exist. And if they're absent, then it must be just psychopathy. And, and how does that happen? Well, a lot of that's just genetic. And also maybe the more intense aspects of life get a hold of people and drive them insane because we can't conduct ourselves because of, well, insanity. In my view, it's mostly insanity. My definition of insanity is it's not doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. It's not knowing what to do about certain things in our lives, even though there's answers to these things. But we just don't have these. It's almost like there's an input that we just aren't accessing. I don't know exactly what I want to say about it. Test one, two, okay. But what I do know is I think just by manual default, <laughs> our default settings, there's so much within our immediate environment that we cannot pull out and extract all the beauty and presentness and potential that is within the environment we're in. In environment, I mean in your room. Just look at all the stuff in your room. Have you even read like 30% of the books on your shelf? You just go into all that with clear focus over time and you just extract all the information of all those books. You realize there is a potential for doing that. I guess you'd have to put in a lot of focused energy consistently for maybe the next 10 years in order to get through those books. But in essence, you know that, yeah, among you, there's more. There's a lot more. And it could even put you onto different horizons and change your whole existential vision and story on existence. It could give you a whole new set of capacities and, and information and sensations that you've never had. It's almost like there's tons of people in your room ready to take over your your conscious mind to give them your attention or something in those books or something and also maybe you know of course there's the potential of information when you have a computer or something there's so much information that is ready to be harvested but sometimes it's like what do i search for <laughs> and of course there is that but also just on the more mundane level there is thinking on like inductively like if i keep thinking about what is possible to search for I can derive new answers to what I can come up with in my search. Maybe it'll open doors, you know, into the future. You could just, you know, change your algorithms around or whatever that way. It's like a good spontaneous tool. Write down a bunch of words and be like, okay, I'm going to search up these words and then I'm going to see what pops up. Then I'm going to click videos and then I'm going to like rewrite my algorithms. Just do like 10 words that come to mind, something... Something kind of maybe that interests you too, interesting words. Type them in, see what videos show up, and then pick ones you want, and then just follow those rabbit holes for the next while. Or just click on the immediate one and like the video, and just add your liked videos and see what happens into your feed or something. That kind of sounds interesting. But just, I don't know, your your own uh, your own most environment, your the little pieces of things. Have you ever even looked at your little shrine, like the thing, the the, uh, the items on your desk? Like, okay, I'm going to look at these things in more detail. When I think about my table, like, well, wait a minute, what even, where did this come from? I don't even know how I got this. I don't even know how I got this table. Who made it? How did they make it? How, how many, what is the quota for, for tables and furniture? I mean, gosh, how many people have it? And you just keep extracting like that. Some things I know, like, well, 
I don't know the person who made this container that I have that contains my USB devices, but he doesn't know that I cherish this uh, $10 item that I bought from Mexico that he made and that I'm putting some of the most some of my most important work that I have dumped my heart and mind into and I'm using his item that he made I made it really special to me and I show my appreciation to the the handcrafted item that's simply a vessel but it's an aesthetic quality that I can't even put my finger on why my psychology looks at this pattern that's going around it and it's such a um, interesting little pattern and it's weird I don't know what to relate it to but I know I've seen it elsewhere and why is it such a recurrence does our psychology like to use these patterns a lot for some reason what other pattern does that remind me and yeah, it has a unique carb. It's like carved by a, like grooves going around. And then there's grooves going around. It's laid out maybe. And something's applied to the wood. And it's grooved out in, in, in these parallel slots. Like every few millimeters, there's another line that's etched in. And then between those, it's whittled out to make patterns like flowers and weeds and lines and different things around it. It's purple. And I love it. It's like some of the items, you know, it's just like a container, like a craftsman made it, and it contains some of the most valuable things that I live for for 10 bucks. Aesthetically beautiful. And then I have this computing device that, of course, integrating data in a very, I don't even understand computation too well. I just know that people put into computers is just so much. The program of it is just so intricate. Just the screen resolution itself. 1600 by 1200 or whatever it is i don't even know the resolution maybe i'll find out but anyway it's just whatever it is even thousand revolution resolution how many pixels you see up and down and they're all populated in and how there's a space that's diagrammed out by the position up across and then it's omitted then if you go over more on this column there's color and then this one there's color, and then this one there's not, and this one there is what there is and what there's not, and there's color here and there's color there, and there's da 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 and it's all defined by such an elaborate... I don't even understand computer. I want to understand computers so badly. I just want to understand the mechanism and, like, well, how is it organized and how does the physics work? Because what's interesting, if you look at uh, TVs, what that is is a bunch of potential lights that have color and they shift around color-wise, there's a bunch of color nodes that are packed in right next to each other, you know, thousands of them, you know, going across, and there's a bunch of inputs running across like a field. There was um, the invention of sort of how uh, the electromagnetism works in the computers is that the image and the coloration within it is, is taken into a graphics reader, and then it's plugged. It goes into different slots, and it recreates the image into a resolution that goes in this section it's going to go to the end and it's going to be this color and then when the when the picture moves these nodes are going to to follow along and it's going to change the color pattern and they're going to switch to different colors as they turn and all these nodes are going to switch together to different colors and then as the picture moves the new nodes move to different colors and then as it moves it goes to different colors and it moves electromagnetically the image shifts across the screen and the nodes all change in unison they go and the image boom 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 changes and it all morphs by the colors being integrated in by the image 
it's hard to explain, but <laughs> basically, yeah, there's color potential in all these thousands of nodes going across this, the screen, these, these light-emitting, I guess, receptive um, colors that they go in, and there's a constant stream that lights up, and as the image changes, it moves to a certain capacity where the uh, inputs are going, and they change colors very fast, and it just, I don't know, electromagnetism, though. <laughs> it's all together, and it's receiving the color input as the image is inputted. It changes very rapidly, and I guess, I don't know, the physics and speed of all these things is just so fast that it's able to create a, co <laughs> a coherent uh, picture in this way. And yeah, it, it'd just be so interesting to learn even just the physical properties and science behind the technology we have, because those are real wonders. Haven't you ever wondered about that stuff? It's very interesting. If you just spend a few hours reading about the technology, um, like I did with, with the TV and stuff, the person got the idea by just sitting on a fence looking at a field, looking at like an agriculture field, like on a farm. And he looked at all the lines going across and just thought of the organizational method of, oh, well, like maybe we could just put the image and it'll go up and down to the corresponding row and the light will correspond down the row and, and hit the specific nodes. And as the image moves through, it is processed and, and electromagnetically moved to the appropriate color stamp that it's on. And it keeps changing and staying the same as the image goes and it electromagnetically follows where it's supposed to be within the row and the colors just change. Uh, it's hard to get that idea across, but maybe some of you kind of get that. Oh man, it's hard to teach, but gosh, you just use Wikipedia and look up some of this stuff. Like, how do TVs work? How does the TV screen work? It's so interesting. And you know what? I'm going to spend more of my time doing stuff like that just because I rethought of that. And it's so interesting. <laughs> but yeah, if you think about how many things you could extract in the world and go into, I mean, look at Wikipedia. You look up one item, you're going to spend an hour reading about it, and then there's going to be those 40 blue links, those subcategories that you go into. You click on one of those, it's going to be the same story. You're going to get all of that, and then there's going to be sub in there. You keep going, all of that, all of that, and it's all related, and you could even connect them together if you keep reading them, keep reading them. You're going to spend, I mean, if you just utilize maybe time differently sacrifice going going for so many walks every day and sitting around watching Seinfeld or whatever you're into and just replace that with an hour of of intrigue of just going into the information devices and pulling out things you want to know not that you need to do that but just because you love understanding reality and knowledge and that I, I think to get a dopamine hit on because you don't really want to do something unless it's like, well, I, I want it to be rewarding and fun. I understand that. You don't want to look up stuff and be like, man, this is like a lot of hard work and maybe some of it is, but also it's like you got to dig for that gold too. But um, it's up to you. I mean, it could just it could be something you're, you're currently dealing with too, but just like, uh, I don't know, think in terms of that, like, well, how are things really? And just me, I don't know, maybe like like look at videos on biology just be interested in general and dig into like micro and then look at it macroly and just yeah just be interested in stuff it doesn't have to go anywhere you don't have to use it at all you just want to be exposed to it because it's interesting 
because we also need to do things with our lives. Sometimes we don't want to have to always be inputting our energies towards things or even just messing around like, you know, well, I'm going to go to the gym today and get more buff than I am. Like, why? Like, really? Do you really have to? Like, spend a couple hours learning about how interesting. Just, I don't know. I feel like that needs to be more of an everydayness kind of vibe entering this technological age where everything's available, the age of Aquarius we are in, just, yeah, I don't know. It seems like that would, that would be a good norm to manifest in society, just like spontaneous um, reverence towards the intrigue of other aspects of life and how detailed it is, and just gaining like this greater depth into what's in your environment. <laughs> everyone has a TV, but I doubt that people with all these TVs in their houses have gone as far as to type that in in Wikipedia. Like, how does the screen introduce images into it, you know? I mean, I have a very primitive knowledge, but, you know, I spent a little bit of time learning about that, and I was just blown away. Like, wow, that's cool. Um, yeah. Let's see, when do I work next? Oh, a couple days, yes. Um, I like my job currently. I like, uh, the fact that I'm learning more about technology, so I can actually learn into those electronic uh, sort of things like, you know, impedance and, and current, voltage, resistance, sinusoidal, uh, transduced signals, and, and uh, just kind of learning like a new job, newish job. I've only been at it for four or so months, just gaining my footing in that, trying to focus up on it, learn the... Uh, job skills and how to treat patients it's in a sleep center doing sleep studies it's awesome i'd mark up data look at the signals that are going on on their sleep stages have eeg monitoring emg monitoring measuring the jaw and muscles a pressure transducer where i have a cannula that measures the nose breath in has a certain pressure on it and the machine registers it and turns it into a digital sig digital signal and then the, the pressure going out will change the trajectory of how it reads. So it turns like an analog um, signal, which is uh, kind of hard to explain, but basically it, it takes, it sort of a, uh, reads pattern, a, a bio uh, potential, and it says, okay, this is the, uh, the frequency over time, measures a, a sampling rate that's very, uh, you know, Let's just say the sampling rate, it's just marking tons and tons of points per second, thousands. And it's plotting them, you know, spatially. And it's saying through time, we're getting a, a rise because we could get this intensity, this sensitivity to pressure that, that we're marking. We're marking it up as it climbs, and then as it stops, it levels out, and then we get it going the other way. So that's very interesting. And then that will be interpreted as a bunch of plots on a waveform, on a wave pattern, going into the data and being transmitted into the computer that goes plop, 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 and it plots it all the way along, and I can see it, its waveform, its definition, and you get the, the waves coming into the EEGs, the frequency in which the signal it is receiving, and the amplitude, the amount of signal that's going in, the amplitude of the wave, and the speed of the wave as it completes its, its form. And the faster the waves, more alpha activity, you're awake, or maybe you're in REM, it kind of mimics awake, but it's at lower amplitude, but when you're awake, you have a higher amplitude going on. 
REM you're asleep, it's a lower amplitude, but it's still fast because certain uh, waking neurological mechanisms are at work that are like wake, so it produces kind of a metabolic uh, brain pattern. And then N1 is the sleep stage one, I mark, and that's kind of a uh, mixed frequency. It's slower theta waves. Stage two, the eyes stop moving around. You stop falling asleep. Stage one's like falling asleep. Stage two, you, you're in sleep. It's the dominant uh, prevailing sleep stage that you're in, and those involve certain things you look out for and then there's a higher amplitude wave pattern that's slower in the delta region and that's stage three that's what you want stage three disappears as you get older reading heart reading respiratory belts which are piezoelectric they go in and out their pressure the more pressure you put on them the crystals um, start kind of charging up there's like a tension that gets put on them when there's pressure on them they increase their charge there's a static charge that goes across them as the belts expand. That charge is meant in potential, and the potential's um, <clears throat> uh, seen. It it rises in amplitude as the potential goes up, and as it falls, it falls back down. It goes up and down, as you can see the breaths happening in inhalation, exhalation on the belts. And it is plotted through the inputs. But yeah, it's cool. I just score and look after patients, what they need when they go to sleep here. It's mainly to for patients, you know, who are having obstructive apneas and blockages in their airways, or maybe they had a surgery recently and we need to know how they're sleeping with it, see how people's breathing patterns are after having other sleep studies. People that have, you know, uh, blood issues that need to know how their heart's, you know, doing and whether their breathing patterns are okay and how to fix their breathing patterns because that could affect your heart. Usually, uh, people who have obstructive apnea are 30% more likely to have congestive heart uh, failure and a lot more susceptible to strokes. Um, you're like five times more likely to have a stroke if you have obstructive sleep apnea. Because, you know, when, when you, you, you're you subjected to CPAP, your uh, leptin decreases and your your heart's blood, uh, or the blood going into your heart is less likely to, you know, to fill out with uh, plaques and 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 will <clears throat> change the consistency of your blood and stuff and you know and then it's just a balancing of the pH in your blood also that really you know helps you you regulate and then take care of your internal organs you know your kidneys and liver the way in which your your glands are operating properly but yeah just all the way all the way through you know your breath can actually start affecting your whole body or maybe your body affects your your breath as well it could go all hand, hand in hand, I think, as a uh, harmonious system. But health is kind of like almost like this bringing into balance the things that go on within. It's a, kind of more of a harmony kind of element, if I think of it that way. Like, like there's also fighting going on. You're always fighting things off your immune system anyway, but there's always kind of like this push and pull, but it's always trying to tend towards harmony. Yeah, kind of like, uh, you know, war, like Aries, and then Harmony, Libra. That's like, that's considered the number one um, relationship in all of the Zodiac. That's like the archetype of Beauty and the Beast, you know, that's like where the, the rose is, you know. Not to say people can't have good relationships, but that's like the, uh, the ultimate opposition with Harmony. The opposite's attracting, yeah, it's like that. Anyways, but, oh, I'm reading Hunter S. Thompson. He's awesome. 
I've always thought like maybe doing journalism would be cool, showing up on something and just writing about it using, you know, my gift of, of words and taking down observations I had and, and putting my own spin and delivering it to people and, and exciting people about whatever I'm reporting on and catching shit for what I say. <laughs> I don't know. But he was a sports journalist writer and he wrote a lot of short stories and then just, ex you know, accounts on what he's experienced in his travels. And that'd be cool too, it's to go around, kind of travel around to different places and be on the move. Especially if I'm not like a family man, that would be especially good too. Even if I was, just the sense of adventure sounds good. I keep studying my stuff, see what happens, see where it goes. I might go back to college, take some electronics courses, or at least just, you know, some physical science stuff for the body, and just, you know, regular science, I suppose. Probably do that at some point. Maybe not this semester, coming up here in January. Just kind of do my own thing for now, take it easy, but then, you know, kind of get some more knowledge that might be helpful for me in my new job and stuff. But of course, I probably got to pass my exam, get my... RPSGT state certified technologist accreditation to get a $5 raise off it and maybe I can pay for a couple classes now yeah, well I don't know I mean what is deja vu if gosh sometimes I have uh, I have had whole scenarios play out in my mind randomly and I don't think twice about these things all of a sudden I show up and the whole thing just happens as I saw it and you just sit there watching it you know you don't try to intervene to be like ah this happened to me earlier Everyone would just be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you just sit there and watch it as it happens. It's like, this just happened to my brain earlier. Like, this just can't be. How can I possibly have known all that stuff? But you do. You know it, but you don't know it until you know it. But you still know it anyways. It's weird. Okay, well, at this point, kind of uh, out of things to say to you, so don't forget to have a healthy dose of ex just just soaking in biosmosis, the beauty of life, feeling happy about the simple things you see, because they're free, and they don't even require much effort, but I don't know, just trying to remind everybody and remind myself that really things just are kind of, just pay attention to the voice going on, and if you don't have much of a voice going on, then maybe take a left turn when you usually take a right turn and, and find some, uh, I found for me lately that yes, I don't wanna go through the same patterns I have. I wanna switch up my patterns, but also I don't wanna try to have to uh, try to do that. I wanna do my thing. But also, you can meditate and be like, I'm going to start doing different patterns. I'm going to start doing different patterns. But don't try to. And then you start living out those a little more. You start, like, reintegrating and revaluing what, what you want to do. <sighs> yeah, I guess I'm just, I've just been restructuring my life a little bit a lot. Maybe that's more useful for people who are younger. I'm not sure how you want to live your life. But that's, what's, that's what I'm doing. I, I talk to myself a lot and I pray a lot. I don't know what I'm praying to, but what I'm doing is I'm just putting out my intentions and my desires, who I want to be, and the kinds of things I enjoy, and just positively about myself too, and tell myself like, things will go good, I will make them go good, and I'll trust the process. We'll know that <clears throat> greater things are along the way, which will not always just go up and up and up, because you gotta know down to know up, and you gotta know up to know down and stuff, but I'm on my way up, I'm in that part. I don't know how many more downs and ups there's going to be. I don't know the structure of my life, even though I might be able to tap into a dream state if I'm high-minded enough to tell me what's going to happen. 
or what's going on peer into the future but I just kind of yeah I've also been kind of just like yeah structuring like what kind of activity do I want these next few years where do I want to go what kind of decisions should I be making right now and um, who do I want to be I'm also asking myself that more seriously like well what do I actually want to do where should I be putting my chips in the near future if I'm going to lay down some more decisions in order to get me onto a a, a certain path what is that path how much am I willing to put down for it in order to get there but anyway I just love doing these podcasts I do this I can do this Alrighty, well I'm signing off peace out y'all